Today we preview the great race at Mount Panorama and look back at the New South Wales Karting Championships held last weekend at Sydney's Warren Park. Hello and welcome to Inside Motorsport, I'm Peter Norton. Since 1961, championship karting has been held at Oran Park Raceway on the outskirts of Sydney. Last weekend, the final championship events for karts were held at the venue. Lee Hanacek was at Oran Park last weekend and the racing Lee was fast and furious. Yes, yeah, certainly was. Final New South Wales State Karting Championships was held at Oran Park last weekend. and It was a, a fitting finale with Jason Heinrich taking out the final championship of the weekend in the Clubman Heavy Classy defeated Shane Piper, who's a former national champion, and also Jason Barley, who spent many of his formative years racing around Oran Park. And it was sad to see the end of Oran Park. It's been such a great circuit for so many people over the years. The likes of Ryan Briscoe, Mark Winterbottom, James Courtney, just to say the like, have all cut their teeth on the circuit. And it was home of the Oceania Champions for many years. So it's sad to see it go, but uh, certainly it was a... Uh, there was a lot of hard and fast racing over the weekend um, and uh, onwards and upwards for New South Wales karting and looking to, uh, to a new home for the Sydney Kart Racing Club. Lee, the event was peppered with some nasty incidents, but none more so than in the first of the finals on Sunday morning. Yeah, unfortunately there, there was an incident in the opening race of the, the championship finals in the rookies category. Uh, Ryan Luke, a young 11-year-old from, from Brisbane, unfortunately involved in an incident uh, he suffered some injuries he's currently uh, in intensive care in a Sydney hospital he's making positive progress towards a recovery um, and doctors are pleased with his, uh, his progress at this point in time Championship karting continues this year Lee when and where is the next major event? Uh, the next major event is the uh, the South Australian karting championship which will actually be held in the end of November um, that is the held at the Bolivar Raceway in South Australia. That was actually where uh, Russell Engel spent many years during his formative, uh, formative parts of his career, you know, around on the Bolivar circuit. So that is uh, is the end of November, um, and then it continues on, and uh, would season finishes up before uh, continuing early next year with the the Victorian State Championships in Melbourne. My thanks to Lee Hanacek. The New South Wales champions for 2009 in each of the classes are in rookies Cameron Hill, Rotax Heavy Rick Pringle, Senior National Light Thomas Phillips, Junior National Light Joseph Mawson, Leopard Light Tyler Greenberry, and in J-Max the champion was Macaulay Jones, that son of Brad Jones from uh, the V8 supercar land. Rotax Light Tyler Greenberry, Clubman Super Heavy Scott Simpson, Senior National Heavy, Sean Cleary. Leopard Heavy, Simon Roberts. Junior Clubman, Matthew Hart. Clubman Light, Matthew Waters. Junior National Heavy, Darcy Condoprikas. And in Clubman Heavy, Jason Hiranuk. So congratulations to all of those champions. Well done. This weekend, the biggest event in Australian motorsport will take place with the super cheap autos Bathurst 1000. And this year, while many say the championship... Lap speeds and driverability has never been closer, well, in my opinion, with the top four drivers in the championship being Craig Lowndes, Jamie Wincup, Garth Tander and Will Davidson teaming together in just two cars, I think it cuts the quality of the field, it doesn't increase it. We really have condensed all that ability into not many cars. So looking at some of the key matchups, Team Vodafone, Lowndes and Wincup, 
The three-time champions are the bookie favourites and have got the bit between their teeth following their dropping of the ball at the build-up event at Phillip Island for the LNH 500. The second Triple Eight car could be a top 10 chance. Alan Simonson has Bathurst experience with two top 10 finishes in the last two years, but his partner, Englishman James Thompson, is having his first crack at the mountain. The Holden Racing Team's lead pair of Garth Tander and Will Davison should not be dismissed. Although it's been a long time since HRT has tasted mountain victory, this is the strongest pairing the team has taken to the mountain in four years. With Team Vodafone moving to Holden next season, HRT are very keen to make a statement that they're top of the pack for the Holden teams. Dumbrell and Baird are in the second HRT car and they've got good experience so they shouldn't be taken too lightly when they're in such good quality equipment. Ford Performance Racing are hoping to take back the mantle of the top Ford team. Winterbottom and Richards are probably perhaps a year away from getting up on top. With former Triple Eight engineer Campbell Little now reviewing the team's performance, it's going to give them uh, a bit of a ch- bit of a chance for the 1000. But w- will it come uh, soon enough? Brint Gas Racing has the most experienced Bathurst pairing with Greg Murphy and Mark Scaife. Now, with seven wins between them, they're very keen for victory. But to be honest, the team has struggled since their podium at Bathurst last year. The fans would love to see Scaife lift the Peter Brock trophy, but the reality is uh, that a victory for the team, I think, is a bit unlikely. Jim Beam Racing's combination of James Courtney and Stephen Johnson is a good chance. Johnson has the experience, and Courtney definitely has the speed, and he has been on the Bathurst podium the last three years. One man who's been to the mountain the past two years is Bundaberg Red Racing Commodore driver David Reynolds but he's yet to make a single racing lap of the circuit. He told Craig Ravel that he's hoping that three times is the charm. Hopefully, mate. You never, can never say no, but, you know, you never know what's going to happen. I thought I was going to race there in 07 and, and in 08. And, you know, it's one, I had an engine fail, and two, I got early with my drive. And, so, yeah, hopefully it's a you know, third time lucky. Are you amazed when the bookmakers have brought out their odds that you're sitting at 751 to 1. Really? That is... Wow. You're, you're in the same category as Jesus Racing and Triple S. Do you, do you think they might have got that wrong? Oh, I might put 10 bucks on myself, mate. I don't know if you're <laughs> allowed to, though. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> but, uh... It's just, it's just odds, you know, it doesn't matter. It's only getting... It doesn't, doesn't bother me at all. I think we've got... Just as good a chance as anyone else out there, really, you know. Mm. Now, your teammate, he's, yeah. he, he's an amazingly credentialed driver. Has he been able to give you much advice on just how to handle these big races? Oh, not really, you know. He comes from a different racing sort of feel, I suppose you'd call it, where the cars are much different and... You know, he's, he's a fantastic guy, and I've learned a lot from him mentally about how to go about things and deal with certain people in the team and stuff like, and things like that. But, um, you know, he, uh, he sort of found it a bit hard driving the car. You know, they're not, they're not the easiest car to drive. I don't think, I don't even think Michael Schumacher could come out and, you know, put it on pole straight away. I think he'd take some time learning what to do and how to get the most out of them because they're such a, just a different nature to drive and, you know, for him, it was just information overload. You know, there was there was seven other seven seven other drivers in the team, and there was probably too much information there for him to sort of, you know, collaborate at all and use it. 
what about for yourself, knowing that this is the third time you're going up to Bathurst and, and all the dramas that have gone before you, does that make it harder for you or does it actually make it easier for you? Oh, well, it makes it easier, so I've still got no expectations of the race and I don't really know what to, to expect of it, so... I, um, you know, I'm going up there with an open mind and I want to get a really good result and want to qualify strong and you know, I've done a lot of practice miles there but you know, racing could be different. I've, I'm not, I've never done more than a you know, three or four lap stint so when, I, when I've got to do a 30 lap stint it's going to be a bit, bit different. Mm. And obviously your first year in the series full time, how, how have you found it? How have you adapted to being a full time driver? Well, it is, it is, I didn't think it was going to be this hard, but, um, you know, it's, it's a lot more racing, a lot more intense racing. I thought, I thought I'd cope a bit better, but I've sort of struggled at the early stage, and I'm sort of just refinding myself in the category. And, um, you know, just the level of concentration they, these guys run at for 75 laps or whatever it is, it's just, it's just 100% every lap. You know, I'm always trying to tell myself, look after the tyres, look after the tyres, but, but I don't think that's going to cut it anymore. You know, I'm just going to drive as hard as I can. My thanks to David Reynolds and Lee Hanacek. Next week, of course, we'll review all of the action from Mount Panorama. Until next time, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.